Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and I am joined by Greg Tantum, our lead stack developer at Action Property Management, and Brad Perry, our vice president of technology. And today's topic and uh, is uh, we're going to talk about the theme of homeowners associations and technology. And I wanted to just start off by asking Greg, I said your title is <laughs> lead full stack developer. What is that? So... Basically, what I do is I oversee the entire development team. So I have myself and three other developers. And even past being a lead full-stack developer, I also oversee the infrastructure for us. So I manage all of the website servers, the backend servers, AWS for all of our cloud computing. So And on top of managing the team and making sure that we hit all of our goals. All right. And so just to be clear, when you say um, our development team, you're specifically talking about software development Yes, yeah, software and web development. Okay. We, we, we're trying to build everything as much as possible in on the internet, on websites, so that any, because we have people across the entire state and then even out of state for homeowners, so that anyone can access anything they need at any given time. All right. So again, our theme for today is technology and homeowners associations. And Brad, I wanted to kind of get the ball rolling on this discussion um, by posing the question, um, what is our philosophy at action with regard to how do we see and think about technology as it relates to homeowners associations? Well, the, the way I see it is it goes based off of, first of all, our value, values, which is um, innovation and creativity is, is one of the core values that, that we have. And I always think about that when we're building our technology. But I think to answer that a little bit more succinctly is our number one client or our number one user in my mind is all of the employees that work for action property management. So um, when we develop things, we're always thinking under that rubric, even though there's board members and there's homeowners and there's vendors and all these other people that end up touching our technology. But really our, my goal is to make sure that our, our, our employees or our team members at action property management have the products and the resources that they need to be able to do their job. Yeah. And, um, for any board members or homeowners that might be watching this, the the value of that, why they would care, is the more effective, productive, efficient our team members are, the better service they can ultimately provide. So that would be the, the thinking behind that, right? Yep. Yeah, 100%. So um, how do we guard, and either one of you can answer this, but how do we guard against the idea of just creating cool technology or things that you guys as kind of technology geeks might get excited about versus what the end user actually is going to care about. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things and I'll, I'll throw a little bit over to, to Greg, what his team essentially does. But um, going back to what I was saying, we design um, all of our products around the, the, the first and foremost, our main user, which is going to be our, our team members, the managers, on-site people, and, and, and team members from front desk all the way up to uh, senior vice presidents of regional areas. Um, uh, so, but the interesting thing is, is that we never just go and develop things just by Greg and I talking about them. 
we have people that we always get involved. So typically when we develop something, we have general managers, managers, assistants, um, you know, front desk people. We get all of their input first before we just think, oh, this has got to be a cool tool that everybody's going to want to use. Um, a lot of times you can see software that's designed by the engineers and not by the people. We design software for the people by the people. So one term I always use is, for instance, the management app. The management app is designed by managers for managers. Right, right. Greg, do you have anything you would add to that? Yeah, and actually to take it a step further, I mean, I started on site. So I started even as a front desk person in action and moved my way up. So I'm always cognizant of how would I use it if I was in that situation where I'm working as an assistant or as a manager or as a front desk and that I always come back to that because having been on the front lines, first thing I think about is, okay, am I building something that's looking to look cool or am I going to look something that's useful? Right. So how do you, how do you see uh, changing technology, changing expectations? Um, how do you see the trajectory of where uh, homeowners, homeowners associations are going and how they're affected by technology? Yeah. So, um, well, one thing I can tell you that just technology as as a, as a, the development ability ability for us to develop different applications has changed immensely. Um, even Greg, when he first started developing, just the tools that he had to develop um, were. Uh, very cumbersome, and over the years, they're becoming easier and easier and easier. Um, the platforms between a phone to a, an iPad to a computer are starting to all blend together. Um, the tools in the way that are, they're, they're being programmed are a lot more efficient through, and he'll, he can get into the technical knowledge of it, but the libraries. So you build basically these libraries, but yet they work for all of these different things. Where before you'd have to build basically all the plumbing for every single thing that you did. So the development time has really increased. So it's given us the opportunity to develop very a little bit more quicker and also you know, we can develop other things um, that that are that are helpful. So you mean actually the development time is decreased? It's the, we're faster and faster at being able to develop. Yes, yes, yes. Before, and if you think about it, it's like in, instead of like sitting down, clean slate, and having to code every single little thing. Greg now has built these libraries that sort of write the ma vast majority of the code, and then we just basically add the additional small little features. And he can explain a little bit. Yeah, more. that's exactly. When I first started, that was one of the first things I noticed is that every project that we had was written from the ground up. Nothing was ever used again. So if you're talking to the, our accounting platform, it was rewritten every time. So every, every different product that we had was written every time differently to talk to our accounting platforms. Now I've written a library that talks to the accounting platform. Now I just say, Hey, go, I go to the library, give me everyone's ledger. Give me the balances. Give me this as opposed to having to write it every time. And then everything's referencing the same thing. So what I'm hearing as a CEO or what our board members are <laughs> hearing is there's literally no excuse for our technology to ever be stale, right? That we should always be able to move pretty quickly and, and keep innovating, keep developing and always being, uh, being able to have new and better options for our end users. That's one of the things that I advocate a lot is that I spend dedicated time every week making sure that we're not in a path where something is stuck that we can't move. And if we can't, and if it is stuck, then we're going to spend some time over time making sure that it's unstuck and getting to the next technology platform as newer, new versions of things as technology, especially now is just growing exponentially fast. So we need to have our 
our platforms in a position to be able to transition faster. We're working towards that. So am I off base if I think of technology as it relates to homeowners associations, that it primarily revolves around um, different ways of communication is, is kind of the, the heartbeat. Obviously there's, there's lots of other spheres, but is the, is like the, the, the bullseye of how we use technology and how we think about technology. Is it in terms of communication or would, would you guys see that differently? I, I, when you're asking that question, the thing that comes up the most when it comes to homeowners associations is really integration. Uh, I, I want to be able to see my account, look at what's going on in my property, communicate, get emails, get notifications, also connect to this side, also connect to this thing. It's, it's integration. And as we move forward, um, and now that Greg's team has developed this, the, the management app, and so many people in our, everybody in our organization uses it, they come to us constantly with, hey, can it also do this? And normally that is, can it really integrate with this? Right. So that's, that's, I think, is the biggest thing. And yeah, there's communication. Um, and going a little bit back to sort of the libraries and the kind of the technical nerdy stuff, really... Another reason why Greg has built those libraries is because, like he says, he goes, he's built it in the sense of all he says is give me the ledger. And that ledger could be on the resident portal. That ledger could be in the management app. That ledger could be on a mobile app. And they let, and that, that, that calculation is exactly the same. And if it needs to change, it, he changes it in one spot and it updates all of those different areas. So that's the communication piece and the integration piece together. So it's, it's about integration. Um, uh, and I hear that. We talk about that a lot, right? Um, and, and really, that's as we think of that in terms of homeowners associations, um, I don't know if that's unique to other industries, but we're very, very fragmented in, the, in how the technology has been developed, at least outside of action property management, right? There's, there are companies that see opportunities and say, hey, I'm going to develop uh, uh, um, software that will address this specific need, but it's not necessarily integrated into all the other aspects. Is, is that a fair assessment of kind of where the industry is? Yeah, there's a lot of different platforms that do similar items too, like especially like when you have properties that have uh, managed access, like a guard gate or something, there's any number of properties that can do that. There's any number of programs that can do that. And then trying to either work with those companies, integrate with them, same thing. There's just so many security systems and FOB systems for for access control and trying to integrate with all those. That's probably the biggest hurdle. And the biggest downside for that is both for the from the management side and from, let's say, a homeowner or a resident side, um, they're having to learn different programs. Mm -hmm. They're having to have different... Um, uh, access to those programs with different logins and passwords and all of that. And so that creates just a, an overall more cumbersome dynamic for each individual um, resident. Is, is that an accurate way to, to put it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. And in some places, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Like if there's systems out there, we, we don't necessarily want to become a gate access controller company. So, um, and there's really, really good companies that do really, really good job of that. So our, our process is basically looking the, at those applications and finding ways to integrate with them. So how do we become kind of the hub and be able to connect to all the different spokes that are coming off of that? Yeah. And we're, and we're, we're poised as a, you know, one of the largest privately owned management companies in the state of California to be able, and we have the resources with Greg's team and, 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 you know, and the whole IT team 
to be able to do those types of things because we're basically taking our, the our platform and we're picking and choosing the 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 different tools that, that that will make it better and integrating with them. Now back to the communication aspect because that the, the integration I think is really important. I'm not sure um, that that is as uh, sexy of a topic, even though it's super <laughs> important, right? I think that's the kind of thing that when it's when things are not integrated, everyone notices and they're frustrated, but maybe they don't even always know how to articulate what they're frustrated about. But when it is integrated, it's more like, yeah, that's just what I expect. That's how it's supposed to work in, in, um, in this era. Um, but on the communication um, from, a, uh, from a, a resident in one of our um, communities, that's what they're thinking about. How do I communicate with management? How do I communicate with um, board members? How do board members communicate with each other? How do committee members communicate with each other? Um, even getting to the point of, of how do board members and committee members potentially c communicate with other like buildings or like communities in their general geographic area and how is their shared knowledge and um, all of that from a communication standpoint are places where there's opportunity for technology to facilitate and to help accomplish things that maybe have never been accomplished before. Is, is that a fair assessment? Um, yes. What the, I think I would kind of change the, in, in my opinion, what homeowners and even managers, again, going back to our primary users of our certain applications that we use, um, they're looking for communication, but it's interesting nowadays, they're looking for communication and ability to get information, notifications, communications in many different platforms. So some people are like, I want to get a text message. Well, I want to get an email. Well, I want to get a phone call. Well, I would rather chat. So now we have to take those types of methodologies and be able to make it um, available in whatever format that end user wants. So some people are saying, I would rather call. I would rather chat. I would rather get an email. And so Greg's team is now having to figure out ways to how do you create those preferences for those individual users and create the technology behind it so that it's seamless. So that's the difficult challenge. So it comes back to a, a, another form of integration and how do you integrate all these different <laughs> platforms? How do you integrate communication? and <laughs> the proliferation of the information is really also the name of the game nowadays is preferences, right? People have preferences in how they want to receive their information. How about, um, and I'm sure there's a better technological way to put this, but how about just organization of information, um, ease of access of information? How important is that for homeowners associations and users in homeowners associations? Yeah, that's Nick's job. That's, 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 <laughs> so Nick is not here, Nick, so we'll Nick is not put here. that all on him. <laughs> Well, he could explain what Nick does. Oh, yeah, Nick is our UI UX developer, so he really spends the time trying to think out how the user would go about those things, like making sure that things are arranged in a way that do make sense when you're reading through it, that it, do that it doesn't seem like it's kind of just jumbled together in one spot, making sure that what the user is experiencing is what they would expect, not a random assortment of information on the screen. Yeah, so like Greg's job is full stack developer. So he deals with the entire stack from the, 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 the way it looks, the UI, to the UX, which is the user experience, to the middleware, which communicates it, and to the back end where all the information is stored. So he's that full stack. That's what that means. And the beginning portion of that is what Nick kind of does. Nick and Rick um, together uh, are other developers. So that is sort of one of the things that I'm actually really, really 
particular about too, which is I want someone to be able to get to what they need, like in three clicks or less. So I want you to be able to click, click, click and get exactly what you need, which is kind of what you're talking about. And the other thing is that it's extremely intuitive, extremely intuitive. So we don't do training classes on how to use the resident portal. You just log in and it should by just looking at the screen, you should be able to figure it out within three clicks to get to information you need. It's the same thing with the management app too. I mean, we do have training that goes along with the management app and the management app is an extremely extensive, multifaceted product, but most managers, they log in and they can figure it out without any training at all. That's because Nick does a great job of the UI, the UX. Yeah, people don't want to have to be trained in order to use software. No. Um, you know, you go pick up your iPhone and you just want to start using it. And, um, and so that, that intuitive nature of the software is an important part of, of how we're thinking through development. Yeah, my, my pet peeve is like when you open up an application, you can almost instantly notice that it was designed by an engineer not by a right. UI UX person <laughs> right, or right. not by someone that's going to use the product. She's like, oh, this is definitely designed by an engineer. Is there any cool product or application that either of you can think of that's outside of the realm of what we specifically work with in our technology department, but is related to homeowners associations? And we're like, hey, yeah, that's, a, that's something technologically that works really well. And, and we see the value in that from a management standpoint. So is you're saying a, a product that is used by our industry? Yeah, something used by our industry. We don't have to necessarily name name names, but a, a type of product that doesn't fall within the the range of what we would actually develop or we would try to integrate with. But we we can just look at it from a technology standpoint and say, yeah, that's that's something that's really helpful. Yeah, I'm, the the only thing I can think of is. Um, I can't think of a, a specific product because it's, it's funny because I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, one of the cool things now is you've seen like these Amazon lockers that, or there's all the other companies that do package locker systems, which by the way, we're looking to integrate with those package locker systems, which is obviously, like I was saying, we're not going to go into the package locker business, but these properties that some of these properties that we manage have these um, from, for instance, on the, the large scale uh, uh, associations, they have the gate systems. We're not going to go into gate access um, security cameras. We're not going to go into the security camera industry. So all of these different things um, are different products that we're not necessarily going to build, but we, we have these intentions and currently do have integrations with all these different products. But I think the thing that that I think you're asking is is um, is everybody wants a an, a a mobile app. Everybody wants a native mobile app. So um, that's one of the things that I think is is inherently um, we're always looking at what ways that we might be able to build a a, a mobile app for different resources um, that we use or different things that we use. Yeah. I was even thinking, and maybe this does ultimately integrate, um, but I know one of the frustrations that some of our like high-rise buildings, for example, um, that they have is, um, let's say a front desk person um, needs to let somebody up in the elevator. And right now in a lot of our buildings, they have to physically walk over, fob the elevator, push the button for a resident going up, let's say a guest going up to visit a, a resident. Um, and it would be 
super helpful to be able to do that from the front desk and have some technological um, resource to be able to to do that. And some of our buildings do. Um, the challenge is that the cost to implement that for buildings that don't have that has generally been prohibitive. And so the buildings that uh, that don't have that feature are usually not able to add that feature. So, so I guess just I'm I'm curious about your thoughts on would we expect something like that to be developed and for the market um, that in a in a more um, cost effective type of of way? Well, I can say this is what Greg doesn't like, and. <laughs> I, I would always say, of course, there's a way to do that. <laughs> of course, there's a way to connect those systems. And then Greg just starts thinking of all the things that would have to happen for that to actually work. So my job's easy. My job is, sure, we can do that. Um, and then Greg's job would be to figure it out. And my job is to hear what Brad says and say, okay, like we're, I guess I'm just going to go out and tell everybody we can do that. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, those are always a mixed bag. I mean, because I've, you know, I've just, just as both of you have, I've visited probably half of our high rises at some point in time over the years. And they're all, they're all different. And a lot of them are closed loop, which always adds, you know, and they do it for security reasons. They don't want someone to accidentally get access to an elevator or the fob control system to be able to unlock the doors and get in. So those are always interesting because they're always a little kind of different. The newer systems. Yeah. Cause buildings I've been at some of them, you can the front desk hit a button and it unlocks the elevator. Other ones, the systems are so old that they can't, it's, yeah. it's, that's one of those mixed bagged ones where it's, I feel like every, every property I've been to kind of operates a little different and that definitely adds a pretty, makes it a little bit more complex when they're all kind of different. All right. Well, we're probably going to need to bring this episode at least in for a landing here in just a minute, but um, I wanted to conclude with asking both of you who are very invested and interested in the technology side of the equation. What do you say to somebody who says, you're in the people service business. And if you take the technology things too far in certain directions, we're going to lose the human touch. We're going to lose that personalized human experience. Um, how do you respond to that from a technology perspective? Yeah. I mean, I, you, I think about that also. I mean, my background originally before even coming to action was in the hotel industry and I'm very in, in line with that hospitality. I remember the, the back in the day when you would have this very, very, um, personal, you know, interactions with all of your users, um, in, in the hotel industry. And I still think about that type of stuff. Um, I think what, what Greg and his team and we're, what we're doing here at action is that we are, very pur purposefully building products that allows the managers to be more efficient in what they do that gives them more time to have that personal touch. So the last thing I want is a manager to be spending four or five hours behind their desk doing all these arduous tasks when they could be interacting with homeowners at the property or board members during board meetings. So that's really our main goal is because we don't want to lose that personal touch. So we're hyper-focused on what can we do to build those efficiencies for those managers so they can have that personal touch. Yeah. Anything you'd add? Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Um, that's pretty much what we do every day is try and find a way to make things more efficient and more faster opening up more time. I mean, if you just think about it, what, five years ago, just opening up the accounting, our accounting program took 
you know, 30 seconds to a minute to open and then just arduous task of getting through the cumbersome of that program to now they can just pull up the management app within a few clicks. They're applying something to their account. They're updating some information or, and then they're on their way in a very quick manner as opposed to going through. I mean, I even struggled to get through the program every time because you'd have a lot of pages that looked exactly the same showing similar information. So the manager would go somewhere and be like, oh, no, I'm in the wrong place. Starting over again, starting over again, starting over again. Yeah. 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 So really what we want to do is to leverage the technology in the right places to where we can free up space in other places um, where that personal interaction is going to be really important. Um, and also recognizing that in today's world, there's lots of um, aspects or functions that the vast majority of people actually would prefer to not have to deal with a human on the other end to go through a process. They just want it very simple and easy, do a couple of clicks and, um, you know, and so just a quick example of that, um, you know, a lot of times, I know for me personally, I would rather just um, go through, a, let's say DoorDash or something to <laughs> order a meal than to have to pick up the phone, call, talk to somebody and tell them what my order is. And uh, so we want to, to make sure that we are providing those opportunities for the people that actually prefer that in for certain types of functions and then having the freedom to have those personal interactions where things maybe more inherently are a little bit messier and, and need that, that type of uh, uh, attention. Yeah. And I think uh, adding what we re recently with the new rebranding of the website, adding the chat feature to, so homeowners do can, they can send an email, they can send a chat or they can send a phone number, giving them those, those, ways to talk. Cause there's definitely times where I'm like, okay, I want to send an email because I don't need it now. So I don't want to send a phone call, but then also I don't want to make a phone call. So then I'll chat them. So then I can do other things at the same time while I'm, while this research is being done or I'm talking with them back and forth. So I think those avenues have been great. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I think we'll wrap things up here. So I uh, hope that was helpful. I think we will probably end up doing some, uh, additional episodes on technology. There's other subjects to cover, but uh, I think this Just is a, a, little bit. Uh, a good place <laughs> to, uh, to stop for now. So thank you for watching.